First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Strange goings on in Milton. Three schools in lockdown earlier today. Uh, seven youths. There's talk of uh, one group of kids being chased by another, uh, brandishing weapons. There was a gun found in the school. I guess another gun or a replica. Uh, a knife was involved, too. Uh, we'll update, as I say, in moments. Still with our panel, David Wills, Peter Sherman, and Stephen Holliday. Uh, on other matters, uh, this has to do with, we were talking about the transit thing, subways, but uh, insofar as Metrolinks and the GO system, apparently there's a complaint from Patrick Brown who's going to join us at the bottom of the coming hour. Mayor Brampton says a lot of his constituents uh, are being put in a precarious position here because there's so much overcrowding on that train coming into Toronto or leaving Toronto because the line got extended late December out to Kitchener. And uh, especially folks coming in, you know, Kitchener picks up Guelph uh, and I guess Georgetown. By the time it gets to Brampton, they can't get a seat on the train. Is this a case of the government having extended service without actually addressing capacity and maybe uh, the lines and X number of coaches increased to handle it? David Wills, what's your sense for it? Well, I I think obviously that is. I, I think what's more interesting about this story is, is Patrick Brown the guy who's going to influence the Ontario government? You know, the, you know, he's very shortly going to be in a lawsuit with the finance minister. I'm not sure that he's going to be the the one who can pitch the case that uh, some more money has to be spent in his for his constituents. And I, I shouldn't laugh at that because I do feel badly for he can the deliver on that conservative line. votes in Brampton. Yeah, well, to himself he can anyway. Yeah, well. But, you know, I, I do think that this is a, an issue because the other thing, there's there's this huge demand, but if they're not ready to service the demand, they probably have to, somebody has to stand up and say, we're not ready and sorry, we're going to have to pull back uh, because otherwise it's just going to get uh, worse and worse and hopefully, you know, nobody gets hurt or anything like right. that. Right, so they put the cart before the horse, Stephen. Well, one would think it was an oobs, but it's not. Um, people understand, you know, the, how these systems work. And we talk about this at council in our reports about the economics of the capacity of the vehicles. Um, you know, you add more stops to a line, it actually uh, adds more passengers, but it also sheds some because people calculate the economics in time and say that extra stop isn't worth it and I'm going to change my pattern. This is about trade-offs. Somebody has made the decision, the government has made the decision that we're going to serve uh, the people of Kitchener and there's certain values in that. There's certain cars that come off the road. There's certain opportunities, but it's going to put pressure on Brampton. I don't know if uh, if some of the examples that were tweeted out there in the story are short-term or long-term. I'd like to see the root cause on this. But at the end of the day, as somebody that rides transit in from way out in the West End, you know, I feel for those people downtown that try to get on the subway at the the last couple of stops during rush hour because it's not happening and it's a practical issue that needs to get solved so i i hope something is in the works for this i don't know what it could be but uh but most certainly it's not a surprise uh this is a real issue and there are mathematical or uh, system ways to fix it all right well patrick brown in his letter to jeff urich the transportation minister says we need more coaches and some kind of a, a relief line there's that term the relief line what did he actually call it uh adding an express train that had been canceled that would help meet the demand. Peter Sherman, do you think he's onto something? 
Well, I think you may be onto something. There are a lot of solutions going on. I know that Uric was running back and forth to Metrolinx even as late as um, this afternoon, and I know that they know that they got unintended consequences and they're not of the good kind. And you mentioned uh, early in this piece that uh, it was because they wanted to extend to Kitchener. And, and I might add, and Guelph, and Acton, and Georgetown, and Mount Pleasant, and uh, things didn't work out quite the way they anticipated. So I think I, I have a quote in front of me from uh, a spokesperson for Metrolinx, and she says, we anticipated that it would cause some difficulties for some customers, but I think we didn't anticipate just how much it would. Well, you know, no, you know what, Sherlock. The, the, the bottom line here is if you want to do this, you go back to Wynn. Wynn was going to extend full go service to Niagara and to uh, the Kitchener Corridor all the way to London. And uh, it can be done. But my guess, without being a, a transit engineer, is you're probably looking at uh, another track bed. Right, and there's a track bed that's being used by freight trains, and I guess it would involve an overpass towards Kitchener, and uh, that's something the Liberals had on plan, but it took too much time, and I guess the Conservatives just wanted to uh, expedite this thing, and that's where we find ourselves with all this crowding. find myself up against the clock, but my last question, uh, just out of general curiosity, because the sage wisdom that's sort of represented on this panel, uh, I can't let this moment pass. Jeff Bezos splitting with his wife. The guy's worth $137 billion, richest man in the world. No prenup. David Wills, what's the X get? Well, I think I think it's going to be uh, new territory. Um, you know, I think Bezos made a big mistake here. Like, you know, where I have protected myself, because I don't have a prenup either, I don't have anything, right? So, you know, if my wife can have half of whatever I want, she doesn't want it. Right. You know, so I think that was Bezos' big mistake, was being successful. Right. Uh, so, in other words, if you can uh, slum and go down market, you're protected. Stephen Holliday, pretty brilliant strategy for the guy who represents the NDP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is an issue that uh, doesn't affect the mo- most of us, but, you know, these are uh, quantities of dollars that are well beyond our wildest dreams. So, that you know, this isn't going to be about money in, in the marital fight because any amount of money is going to set somebody up to uh, to live a real nice, comfortable life going forward. But uh, there could be some interesting case law coming out of this and uh, maybe some very damaged egos at the end of the day. But, uh, wow, uh, there'll, there'll be some lawyers making a lot of money on this one. Well, I guess the argument is, uh, and I don't know what happens depending on the precinct or the jurisdiction where they rule, because, you know, in some states like California, you get a 50-50 split. may not be where he is, I think, in Maryland, but... Uh, Peter Sherman, look, one of the arguments is he built this empire, and yes, she stood beside him, and I don't want to get into the whole sexist argument, but uh, it does come up. Is she deserving of 50%? I don't know. Probably yes. Uh, if he was if he was not wise enough, because he's a pretty bright guy, to if he was not wise enough to realize that this was going to go beyond Kindles and book selling, which is what he started, uh, and go to what it is, uh, and, and therefore get a prenup that says you get this and no more than this, then it's 50-50 because most jurisdictions uh, in, in the Western world deal with a 50-50 uh, based on what you brought to a marriage. And uh, I don't think either of them brought anything to the marriage, and it all happened since. So it's probably 50-50. I don't know if you have the time, but I'm going to throw in a 20-seconder. I saw a meme today that you would have loved, and people should look for it. It's a huge flatbed truck, and it's got the two most gigantic Amazon boxes on it ever, and the caption is, 
paperwork for Bezos' divorce. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, as we wrap, I like uh, Will's. Your approach to things is just uh, have nothing. and Have nothing that anybody wants. Right. Well, I have stuff. Just nobody wants it except me. See, this is the guy who represents on Jug Meat. It's kind of like him saying, uh, the election can't hurt me because I got no votes. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it all back home. Thank you all for coming in. On this Thursday afternoon, David Wills, Stephen Holiday, and Peter Sherman will do it next time. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.